This is a WTOP original podcast. From Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. The war in Ukraine. Um, they sent 45, I believe, 45 of these Iranian kamikaze drones. Um, I would like to remind that each drone has 50 kilograms of trotile uh, on it and can uh, pretty much, you know, uh, destroy the whole building. Yevhenia Kravchuk, a member of Ukraine's parliament, gives us the details. Coming up on this episode of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. The war in Ukraine continues. Every day, there are new developments. We're in a new year now, and we haven't done any extended coverage for a while, so let's get right to it. I spoke a day or so ago with Yevhenia Kravchuk. She's a member of Ukraine's parliament. We've talked to you a number of times in 2022, but it's a new year first. Happy 2023. And I say that with all sincerity, hoping that this is a happier year than last year. Let me just start by asking you, um, what is the current uh, electricity and heating situation in Kiev and Ukraine right now? Um, right now, uh, we have abnormally warm weather on the whole territory of Ukraine. That means that we use less electricity for heating. And uh, it means that we have less power cuts than even a week ago or a few weeks ago. Um, and of course, uh, Russia uh, tried to target um, Kiev and other cities right in New Year's Eve. Um, they sent 45, I believe, 45 of these Iranian kamikaze drones. Um, I would like to remind that each drone has 50 kilograms of trotile uh, on it and can uh, pretty much, you know, destroy the whole building or the object of infrastructure. But all of them were uh, shut down and uh, 32 of them were aiming to reach Kiev. And uh, on New Year's Eve, um, our air defense uh, used NASAMs that we got from United States. And uh, they proved very well. Um, I think it's the best advertisement you can ever get. Uh, actually, um, um, our soldiers were able to recharge NASAMs during the fight, uh, which probably uh, was the first, um, uh, you know, this usage uh, to use it so fast. Um, uh, so, uh, yes, it, the, the Russians uh, did not uh, achieve their goals, uh, though uh, every night, pretty much every night, they tried to, to send uh, other drones. Um, so still, you know, the, 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 attack, uh, the attacks are ongoing. And uh, in the return, uh, we had a very successful operation also in New Year's Eve, right um, in the midnight uh, by using high masses uh, to the one of the uh, points where Russian troops were deployed on the occupied Donetsk region. Uh, 
and um, uh, it, the, the, it, we reached our goal uh, and we believe that the casualties might be g uh, as big as 600 of uh, soldiers uh, because uh, they were stupid enough uh, to put uh, the stocks of ammunition in the same building. So uh, it exploded, uh, killing everyone that was in, in this building. Uh, Representative, um, this was in Mavika, I think, that you're talking about um, this school. Um, the casualties, the government, the military is being very coy about saying that that Ukraine did this. But um, it appears from you and from other sources as well that this indeed was a Ukrainian operation. Russia has continued to shoot uh, at uh, Kiev and at uh, Ukraine, uh, I think even today. What kind of uh, attacks have you seen or heard about around Kyiv or around the country today? Well, uh, it's loud uh, almost every night uh, because even if the air defense system uh, shuts down the missile or drone, it's still you know very loud. Um, so uh, these recent days, uh, they used mostly drones to reach Kyiv. But of course, those cities that are close enough to the front line um, to use artillery get artillery shots. For example, Kherson, it's been, uh, you know, shelled uh, every day. Um, or Kharkiv also being shelled. Um, so the closer to the front line, uh, the biggest is the usage, not only missiles, but also, um, you know, RADS, which is uh, the, the Russian um, um, system, the same as uh, MLRS systems. Yeah. Um, you know, as you mentioned, um, you, your country gets hit every day and, you know, every night it seems it's being hit hard with missile and drone attacks. And um, we're, we're sort of now approaching the, the dead of winter. And today, as you mentioned, it's, it's abnormally warm, which is a break uh, from what would typically be a most likely a very cold, bitter day. Um, so how would you assess Ukrainians' uh, spirit and mood right now, considering what's taking place with these attacks, constant attacks on civilian uh, targets, um, you know, and, and considering the fact that this is all designed to make Ukrainians miserable? Um, you know, I think all the Ukrainians had the same wish on the New Year's uh, Eve and, you know, night uh, for our victory. Um, and that's sincere in, in every region of Ukraine, Kiev, Western Ukraine, uh, Eastern Ukraine, doesn't matter where. Um, and we have a very uh, inspirational speech of President Zelensky on, on this uh, night. And uh, I think that uh, it targets uh, the spirit of Ukrainians because Russians still do not understand the psychology of Ukrainian people, because they think uh, that sending drone, by the way, they wrote Happy New Year on on, on these drones, sending them to, to Kiev to kill people. Um, they do not understand that uh, they just make us more determined. And uh, uh, with every day, we understand that there is no other way uh, for us than to fight um, and to win. Uh, because we see what's happening on occupied territories. Pe people are being put to torture pits. Uh, you know, Ukrainian books are being uh, um, burnt and, and uh, 
you know, the, the programs in schools are being changed, uh, saying that Ukraine is, is no independent state and so on and so forth. So uh, for us, this fight is existential. It, it, it's, you know, we have uh, nowhere uh, to go. We're a big nation, big country, the biggest country in, in Europe, basically. Um, so uh, for us, uh, it's understandable that uh, we will be fighting. And actually, if you see the sociology, sociology polls, um, more than 80 people, 80% people, up to 90% people, uh, they say that uh, we will not trade territories. And this uh, talks about, you know, sit on the, uh, the table of negotiations, maybe forget about the part of your country. People are not ready to accept that because they understand that, um, you know, maybe it will be a ceasefire for for a few years. But actually, Russian army need these years to uh, find the ways to import uh, the parts to make new missiles and, you know, and start new tanks and start uh, war again. One of the things that the Russian government appears to be trying to do is to wear down the Ukrainian people and to get them to turn on President Zelensky and, of course, the, the, the plan to continue this fight. Uh, how would you assess that attempt by Russia to do this? Uh, are they having any success at all? Um, you see, uh, uh, in um, I mean, it, it was historically that these regions that are closer to Russia, which had more Russian-speaking uh, people, they thought uh, that maybe, you know, we should we can be good neighbors we should have trade with, with russia but now the history teaches uh, even those people who saw that russia could be a good neighbor that uh, russian uh, you know this ruski mir russian world brings only miserability death and poverty um, so, I mean, you can just open the window and see what's going on in real life. And it's not Zelensky's fault. It's it's Russia's fault and Russian people's fault. And not just Putin's fault, because Russians are supporting Putin. And uh, I mean, these soldiers that died in Makievka, these 600, they were mobilized. They had a choice not to go to another country, not to put their boots on the ground, not to be occupiers, but they chose to go. Of course, I mean, they could go to prison of not uh, obeying, but uh, they could be alive. But now they're dead. So that's basically, you know, the uh, the, the uh, lessons that history teaches them. Yeah. So you've been very uh, out front and outspoken with us about your current your situation in, in, in Kiev. And we're very grateful you you've shown us what it's like uh, to have to use a candle You've shown us the darkness, you know, with your your mobile phone. Uh, and you've talked about how, you know, you, when you were younger, lived in these circumstances where you had to do your homework by candlelight. And I suppose your daughter and uh, your children uh, of friends and, and relatives are coming up that same way. Um, how would you uh, how would you assess um, how you are doing, your family is doing, your friends and relatives are doing? right now in this circumstance and what lesson do you think these young people will take from this situation uh well still it's not 19 so my daughter uses lead lamp which is connected to power bank to 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 do her homework 
Um, so it's you know it's, it's still a bit better than it was in 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 the nineties. Uh, uh, but still, I mean, it's uh, something that you you know the Russians are still in uh, the childhood of of, of these kids, and uh, I mean they killed more than four hundred of Ukrainian kids. Uh, the youngest one was probably two days uh, because uh, this boy was killed uh, during the attack on maternity ward in in Donetsk region. It, it was just maybe a month ago, so it wasn't you know um, uh, long ago. And um, uh, my daughter's generation, she she will turn nine uh, in in the end of January. Uh, they always lived in the time when Russia is an aggressor. And uh, because the, the war had started in 2014 with annexation of Crimea, was trying to annex Donbass region. So uh, they live in the reality that is quite different than uh, my reality or even my parents' reality because the, they live during Soviet Union. Uh, and I don't remember Soviet Union, so I don't feel any nostalgia. I've never been to Russia in my life. And um, my daughter understands that this is the enemy. And we have an army that protects us. And she writes letters to our soldiers um, saying, thank you that I can go to school and I'm not uh, occupied or I'm not in Poland or I, I didn't have to, to leave uh, the country. So I think it's it's um, uh, absolutely new generation is being formed uh, right now. And uh, they they still love their country, although it's, uh, you know, it's a country that is in, in uh, full scale war and they value that they have a state and they have Ukraine. Well, thank you very much again, uh, Representative Kravchuk, for taking time to talk with us. Um, I want to just ask before I go if there's anything that I haven't asked you about that you think is important that you want to share before we end this, this interview. Um, I'm sure that we'll have more interviews and for, from just my, my point, um, we follow the news uh, with these storms in, uh, in Northern America, United States and Canada. And, uh, you know, it's a pity that people are dying because of, of, of these weather circumstances. And I think that at least um, a small part of American people can feel what it feels when you do not have electricity or power or heat in your house. And that's um, how, you know, we are living this uh, winter most of the time. But, um, you know, still it will not break um, our spirit. Well, thank you again. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Target USA. Coming up in our next episode, a terror attack in Times Square on New Year's Eve. It was an individual who tried to get to Times Square, was stopped at the police checkpoint, as everyone is who wants to enter Times Square during the New Year's celebrations. His back was about to be searched, and he started to attack police officers with a machete, Dr. Hans Jacob Schindler, Senior Director of the Counter-Extremism Project, brings us the details. That's coming up on the next episode of Target USA. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about the program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. The letter J, the color green, one word, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa. jgreen at wtop.com. Also, please... Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more national security news, you can sign up for my newsletter. 
It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com slash email. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA, the National Security Podcast.